You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're gonna give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're gonna hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey Rose, I am so excited you are here today and we're gonna chat. I am super excited about it too, Brittany. I love talking to you. Yeah. So Rose is actually a keynote speaker, coach, and Amazon bestselling author who helps busy professionals reduce stress and improve their work-life balance through simplicity, which we all need. We do. (laughs) After blogging about her personal journey towards a simpler lifestyle, Rose was inspired to leave her classroom teaching job and help others create a simpler, more meaningful life by owning and doing less Rose spends her day speaking, writing, coaching her clients and online students to stuff-free freedom and soaking up moments with her husband and wild triplets, we're going to touch on that, (laughs) in lovely Dayton, Ohio. If you want to know how many towels she owns, you can watch her 2018 TEDx talk, which has over 400,000 views and is awesome, if I might add. Uh, Rose has been featured on usatoday.com, on Good Day Columbus, W-Y-S-O-W-V-X-U, Good Morning Cincinnati, and Living Dayton. Holy moly, that's a lot of things. (laughs) It is a lot of things. (laughs) You can find her at roselounsbury.com. So Rose and I actually met, has it been four years I think I so. Like I think it's been four. Yeah. Um, but I reached out to her when I was actually in my professional organizing business, Clutter Control, because she was a professional organizer and she had triplets. And as you guys know, I have twins. So I was like, holy moly, how do you do that with one more kid? I know. <laughs> um, so we reached out and had coffee and connected and kind of stayed in touch. And then um, when I brought the business into the online space, we kind of reconnected again. We were roomies for a workshop in Cleveland. And uh, yeah, we've just been keeping in touch ever since. So I'm super excited. So if you want to dive in and just kind of tell us about yourself and your business and all of that good stuff. Sure. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks for that great intro. And I do have to say, you reached out to me when you saw me as a professional organizer, but then when I saw you rocking the online space, <laughs> I reached out to you. So I think we have both benefited so greatly from each other's oh, expertise. Absolutely. And I've loved watching your business grow and the success that you've had. And it's so inspiring to me. And I know that your listeners are getting so much inspiration from you every single week. So uh, I just had to pat you on the back there. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'll talk about my, my journey a little bit. So I started off, as you said, as a professional organizer, and that, that really stemmed from my personal experience being a full-time working mom with triplets. So anyone who's been a working parent knows that you don't have very much time. It's like you're working two jobs every day, whatever job that pays you, then you come home and you work the (laughs) second job, the unpaid job of being a parent to your kids. And then at the end of the day, if you have any time left, which you probably don't, what I found I was doing was spending that time picking up my stuff. So I was spending hours every evening after my kids were in bed, just trying to control the physical chaos in my home. And I realized that, you know, that really wasn't how I wanted to spend my time. It was stressful. It was overwhelming. I didn't have any downtime where I could just sit and relax. And I really wanted some of that. So I started this minimalism journey inspired by a friend who said, you know, why don't you just become a minimalist? Your life might be easier. I thought, huh, 
never thought about that. Like (laughs) just get rid of the extra stuff I don't need and maybe my life would be easier. So that's what I started doing. And I started blogging about that. Fast forward a few years and I had people asking me to come help them do the same thing, you know, decluttering closets and so on and so forth. So I took a leap of faith and I left my classroom teaching job and started an in-home professional organizing business. And that was very successful and I had lots of calls and that was great. A couple years after that, I wrote a book about simplicity and minimalism called Less Minimalism for Real, which you can get on Amazon if you want to. And with the book out, suddenly I had a bigger audience. So then I thought, okay, I need to reach more people, not just people local to me here in Dayton. And so I started teaching online courses. And as a result of that, I did a TED Talk um, in 2018, as you said, which sort of ignited this love of speaking. So now I am a keynote speaker. I speak for companies. I speak at conferences about how this concept of simplicity makes such a difference in work-life balance and stress levels for professionals. And I, I speak on that because it comes from a very personal place of being someone who is a professional, who is a parent as well, and just realizing there was so much to do. There were so many physical things to deal with, so many tasks and to-dos. And I know you speak to people about this as well. And for me, simplifying, just letting go of some of that excess physical stuff opened up the mental space to be able to deal with some of the other things that that are going on when we feel overwhelmed. Because it's really, at the end of the day, it's an emotional thing that we're dealing with. We're not actually dealing with physical stuff. We're not actually dealing with email. We're not actually dealing with to-do lists. What we're dealing with are our emotions and often our feelings of, I'm not good enough. I can't get it done. I'm a failure. And simplicity actually really helps us deal with that. So that's what I do. That's what I talk about. And that's why I'm personally very passionate about it because I know that I found in my life when I started letting go of things instead of trying to hold on white knuckled and control it all when I started letting go it just opened up so much peace of mind so much free time so much uh, of just a sense of well-being that wasn't there before and so that's that's why I love to share this message with other people. Yeah, absolutely. I love, 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 love that. Um, You kind of touched on something as far as like us feeling like failures. And I actually did episode number 30 is all about like failure and fear and all of that kind of stuff. So if you guys want to check that out, go on over and do that. But we do, we overcommit ourselves and we feel like we have to hold this control over everything. And we put this pressure on ourselves of like these million, million item long to-do lists. And when we don't live up to that, it's like, oh, we're a failure. That's terrible. And then we just keep making those lists longer and longer. And I'm totally totally guilty of this. And I think a lot of high achievers are too and business owners, but we make this giant list. And then when we don't meet it, we're like, Oh, we're terrible at what we do. And then we keep doing it to ourselves. And it's, it's like this cycle for sure. Yeah, it, it really is. And I've noticed that among high achievers. So I'm a high achiever. I know you are too. People who tend to be entrepreneurs tend to be that yeah. way. <laughs> and we just set these unrealistic expectations. And what yep. I found is the hardest thing for people like us is to just really focus in on, on those things that really matter. And that's what simplicity is. Simplicity is saying this matters so much more than these other things. And, and the challenge is to put your whole heart, your whole focus, your energy on those things that really matter. 
and be okay with letting go of the things that don't. And that act is the same, whether you're looking at the sweaters in your closet, whether you're looking at the items on your to-do list, whether you're looking at the emails in your inbox, whether you're looking at the projects on your project boards, it's the same act deciding what really matters to you, what's really important, and then letting go. And when you let go, you have to let go as well of those feelings we talked about, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's not just letting go of the project or letting go of the sweater. It's letting go of the guilt, letting go of the shame, letting go of the sense of failure. Yep. And, and that's actually where it really challenges us a lot. Yeah. And that's, it's like a muscle and a habit that you have to build. Like it's not something that just happens overnight because like you said, you feel guilty. I take that off and like delete it off my list. And I'm like, Oh, but what if it would have helped somebody? And what if it would have been this amazing thing and I'm just getting rid of it? Like I need to keep it on the back burner. So we have these feelings of guilt around that constantly. So. Yeah. And it's so interesting how much it mimics decluttering, right? Oh, yeah. Because people are like, well, what if I need those 10 wooden spoons someday? Right. What if I need that old pair of sweatpants? I just might need it. What would happen? It's that same yep. uh, what if wondering about the future. None of us can predict the future, right? We can't yep. know, but we do know now yep. what serves us. You do. And I think it comes down to trusting yourself to know and and believe in what you know serves you. And that's the muscle, like you said, you have to work it. You have to practice it. It's not natural to most of us, maybe to like two people in the world, (laughs) but not most of us. Yeah. So we're kind of touching on minimalism and simplicity, but I want to dive in and talk about paper. Yes. (laughs) Because paper, I feel like, and it's so weird because we're in this digital space, but paper is still such a huge issue for so many people. So I want to kind of touch on like how paper comes into play in your life and business and what tips you have for that and like systems you have for people to deal with paper. Absolutely. So it's interesting you mentioned the digital society. It is a digital society, but when I walk into people's offices and home offices and kitchens, there's paper everywhere. Everywhere. There's paper everywhere. It's like the digital society never really showed up, even though it kind of showed up. So one of the things that I help busy professional people do is get a handle on their paper. And I have yet to find a busy professional person who's not kind of struggling with this in some degree, either at home or work or both. Yeah. So one of the first things that I tell people to do when they're struggling with paper is the first thing you have to do is you have to get a handle on the totality of how much paper you have. Because I think a lot of times to make it feel better, we have stacked piles of paper (laughs) all around our office, all around our home. And we sort of like by spreading it out, we feel like, well, it's not so bad, but we have the pile (laughs) on our dresser. We have the pile on the coffee table. We have the piles in the home office. We have the piles in the basement. And so as scary as it is, I tell people the first thing is we gather together all the paper and we look at what we're dealing with. And this is honestly the most frightening step because you have to kind of face how much you have. But I say, okay, grab boxes, laundry baskets, whatever you've got, and we're just going to get it all together. Okay. So that's step one. And what I call that is creating your giant inbox. So if you think of your email, right, we all have an email inbox you need that same system in your paper. So you need a paper inbox. And what you have when you've got paper all over your house is you have like 15 inboxes (laughs) all over your home or your office. You need really one. One would be the best. So you gather it all together. And the first inbox might be like 10 boxes worth of paper or five boxes or however much. Don't be scared by that. It's okay. But you got to do that first step if you're going to do this. And then I tell people, you've got to understand the purpose of an inbox. 
The purpose of an inbox is collection. I often say if you think about a factory, right, there's an intake point in a factory. The raw material comes into the intake point, but at the outtake of the factory, it is transformed into something else. It goes through a process in the factory and it comes out the other side as something different. The raw material does not stay in the intake. Think of your paper the same way. We're collecting it in the inbox, but nothing lives there forever. Yeah. The inbox is not a home of anything. It's a collection point for processing. Okay, so then you get to your goal with the inbox, and the goal with the inbox is to process it to zero regularly. Now, I use the term regularly because I like to let people do this to the level that they're comfortable. For some people, that's every day. Rock stars, go. Yeah. <laughs> I love you if you can do it every day. Most people, it's not that often. Um, once a week is ideal. If you can do it every few days, if you let it go more than a week, it's not going to work for you probably because what's yeah. going to happen is you're not going to trust it. And you're going to think things go in the inbox and they never come out and you're going to start piling your paper all over the place again. In order for the system to work, you have to trust the system. In order to trust the system, you have to use the system, yep. which means you have to process your inbox to zero regularly, at least once a week, I'd say. Set aside one day, a weekly review. I'm sure you've probably talked about that one day a week that you could do this. All right. And here's how you process it, right? Yeah. I have a, an acronym that I want you to use. It's called RAFT. All right. I love, I love acronyms. I do too. <laughs> it's my, my middle school teacher background. I love acronyms. And if you think of yourself in with paper, you often feel like you're drowning in paper. Well, what would save you if you were drowning? A raft. Oh, I love right? it. I love so it. that'll help you remember. <laughs> okay. RAFT stands for read, action, file, trash. Those are the four things you can do with paper. So as you process it and you start with that first piece of paper, you look at it and you say, okay, read, action, file, or trash. What is it? If it's a readable item, meaning it might be a magazine, a newsletter, something you want to read, you put it in the read pile. And I recommend that you have a readable pile area somewhere in your house for magazines or subscriptions. Now, most people nowadays, honestly, this is a relatively small pile for most of us. Yeah. Then the next section is action, right? The next thing it could be is action, which means do I need to do something with this paper, right? I do recommend breaking that action pile down a little bit. Like if the action is two minutes or less, do it, just do it right yeah, then yep. instead of deferring it to later. Um, also, if you can delegate the action to somebody in that moment, like, oh, actually my coworker needs to take care of this or my child needs to take care of this. Your child should also have an inbox, by the way, or your partner. Yeah. <laughs> put it in their inbox, put it in your coworkers, your boss's inbox. Delegate it in that moment if you can. If it needs to go on your calendar, like if the action is, ooh, this is an invitation to a barbecue and I, I want to go, so I need to put it on my calendar, do that right yeah. then, right? Calendar stuff. Um, and then if it's going to take longer, right, this is going to take a longer time, then put it in a separate area, either a, an action basket, which is just a different basket or area that's for items that are going to take some action that is going to take longer than two minutes, you can't delegate it, or a tickler file. I am not going to go into detail on how to make a tickler <laughs> file on this podcast because that does take some time, but Google it, you'll figure it out. Tickler file is a really good system. Or it could also get put onto a to-do list. If you have a separate system for, for to-dos, you know, you might use Trello or Asana or your reminders app or something, get it on the to-do list, all right? Yeah. But it's an action item, okay? At least you want to separate out. These are action. So we've got read action. Next is file. What I find for most people is that they are generally trying to file way too much stuff. 
Yep. You really, this is where the digital society has come into play. You don't need to file as much paper as you used to need to. So before you file it, I recommend you ask yourself three questions. One, is it relevant? So that means if this is, for example, your car insurance information, is it the current car you own and is it the current car insurance company? Okay. If not, it's not relevant. Yeah. So it passes test number one. Yes, it's my current car. It's my current company. You move on to question number two, which is, is it the most recent? So yeah, it's my current car. It's my current company. But you know what? They send me this every six months that, you know, (laughs) your renewal. Well, you only need the current six months information. Probably you don't need the ones from two or three years ago. So if it's not the most recent, let it go. Let's say it's past the first two tests. It's relevant. Current car, current company. It's recent. It's the most recent six months. That has to pass the third test, which is, can I find this information elsewhere? So let's say they're emailing you that information as well, or you have an online login and you know your username or password and you're comfortable accessing the information that way. Okay, so I have some information that yes, I could access online, but honestly for me, it's easier for me to access it in my files. So I file some things that even I do have the information elsewhere. So it's got to pass the three tests. Is it relevant? Is it the most recent? And can I find the information elsewhere? If it passes, then go ahead and file it um, and create just a simple filing system of like main categories with some subcategories. Keep it as simple as possible. I like big categories like cars, right? Cars is your big category. Inside that big category, you might have the names of your cars. If you have, you know, a Hyundai Elantra and a Honda Odyssey, which are the fancy cars we own at my house. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then you have a separate folder inside that big folder for those. Last is trash, right? We've done R-A-F-T is trash, which means also shred or recycle, but that just means you don't need it, right? Most of us are pretty good at deciding what is trash. So the ones that trip people up, I have found when they have lots of paper paper piles around their house are the middle two, the actions and the file. Because those are the things they're like, well, I need this. I've got to remember this. I have to do this. I need to keep that medical information. But instead of filing it or putting it into an actionable system, we're letting it build up. So raft, read, action, file, trash. That's going to help you get that inbox to zero. That big inbox the first time, guys, it's going to take you a while. It might take you like a few nights of spending, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, focus time, turn on some mindless television or music and just raft it. And I will tell you, the older the paper is, the easier it is. Because people are like, well, I haven't done this in so long. All this is so old. I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Because you know what? If that paper has sat around for a few years, there's definitely no action that needs to be taken based on it. Yep. And you you may need to file it, maybe, but probably not. Probably 90% of the paper, if it's old, is trash or shred yep. or recycle. So easy. So don't be intimidated by piles of old paper. It's actually awesome because you're just going to shred, trash, recycle a whole bunch of it. So that's the raft system it. in a love nutshell. It, it will yeah. help you at your office. It will help you at your home. The other thing I will say if, especially if you're at home doing this, you're probably going to find memorabilia as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So a drawing your kid has done, you might have some actual printed photographs, a certificate of something achievement. You did something great. Memorabilia is different. You're going to put that separate. It's actually kind of like a file actually, but put it separate in a pile called memorabilia and deal with all of that 
at a different time when you can go through and decide what you really want to keep and not keep. Memorabilia can very quickly derail us. So if you notice it's memorabilia, just be like, oh, memorabilia, I'm putting it all in a separate memorabilia area. Even if that's just a tub marked memorabilia and you throw it all in there and you deal with it later, that is so much better than having that stuff mixed in with your bills and your medical records. (laughs) Just get it out away from the rest, okay? For sure. Yeah. And you touched on it too. You kind of said like, it's going to be overwhelming. And even when I organize people's houses, I would tell them like, it is going to get worse before it gets better. Just so you know, like we're going to pull things out. We're going to like pull everything from everywhere because we need to make sure we're matching like items. And it's the same in business, right? Like I have my inbox detox method that I use where we delete and discourage and delegate and deadline and document. Like it's a lot of the same principles because you do have to see the big picture before you can start dividing that stuff out and figuring out what goes where. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right that that's the step that overwhelms us because we don't want to face it. It's just the gathering (laughs) together of all the errant little stuff that's like just sort of sitting out there. But if we never do it, we never can take action and move forward the way we want to. And 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 the thing is, even if you've got it hidden away, like it's hidden on your computer (laughs) or it's hidden in your closet you know it's there. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, especially in the digital space. I feel like people don't see it the same as physical clutter because they're like, oh yeah, it's on my computer. It's fine. But like, I'll go into people's Google drives to organize and their inboxes and uh, their desktop and all of their files. And like, it's the same exact thing. It's just a digital file versus a paper file. And I think it comes back to that guilt piece again too. Like, if they see that all, they're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why did I let it get like this? Like it comes back to that guilt again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we feel like failures, but you know what? None of us are born knowing how to organize paper or how to organize digital files. And most of us are never taught. I mean, the way that I learned this was I read books about how, cause I was like, how do you organize paper? I started reading (laughs) books about it. I was like, oh, there are systems and you can just use the systems. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I think some of us obviously are more naturally organized and type A and and that type of thing. So it does come easier to us, but I still think that there, there's a learning gap there, right? Like we weren't really taught how to do these things until we've had to learn how to do them. And like, for me, I kind of did the same thing when I was starting my organizing business. I'm like, Oh, I should probably like actually read this stuff. Like I'm good at it, but I feel like I could be better. So, um, um, yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And like I said, I'm an, I'm an acronym fan. So <laughs> good, good. I'm um, glad we agree. I knew I liked you for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> is there, is there anything then that you struggle with in life and business as far as organization, since it's obviously not paper? <laughs> It's not paper, um, but I will tell you, when you started talking about the computer and the digital things, I started to feel a little bit like, I hope, I hope Brittany never looks at my computer. <laughs> yeah, so I know that the paper systems and the digital systems mimic each other. They're quite similar, but I find it harder sometimes to get a handle on the digital things. Like my email, yeah. I do pretty well. Like I know I use basically the same system in email, yeah. the read action file trash system. Um, cause it mimics email inboxes. Uh, but a lot of times it's the digital photos yes. that I, the digital photos, man, they just kill me. I yeah. just can't, <laughs> I, for some reason I can't seem to get myself 
on track there. Like I kind of let my husband actually deal because he does all the photos of the kids. So I sort of let him deal with photos, but then he lets it back (laughs) up and then I'm mad at him, but I'm like, I'm not dealing with it. So like, what am I going to do? So yeah, some of the the digital stuff. um, I did watch some YouTube videos that helped me with my Google drive. So that's what I would tell people too. I mean, there are plenty of information out there. If you're Google, so my Google drive was just getting insane. Yeah. And oh, so it happened so quickly. <laughs> oh, so fast. And I watched a few videos. And what I did was I just watched them till I found one that resonated with the way my brain works. Because you'll find people organizing stuff in all sorts of ways. Like everything is alphabetized. I'm like, no, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And then I just found a few different systems. I was like, okay, this works. And, I, and I've got one that works pretty well for me now. Um, but yeah, it's just sometimes realizing if you feel overwhelmed by it and you feel like you don't know what to do, it's probably not as difficult to find a solution as you may think. Like YouTube is our friend when it comes to a lot of these things. Somebody has made a video out there that will help you and watch a few till you find one that resonates with you or listen yeah. to all of Britney's podcast yeah. episodes. That'll actually <laughs> well, solve and I, all think, your I think that's the hardest part, right? Is there's so many ways that they, it could be organized. Like you just said, alphabetically or by business versus personal. And then when you get into business, like how do you categorize those different things? And it's so hard to find that one system that works for you that you're actually going to follow. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, and I tell people like, it's not a one size fits all type of thing because yeah, a lot of my systems work for a lot of different people and a lot of different businesses that use them, but they still have to tweak them to make them work for them because if they don't work for you. Like you're not going to do it. <laughs> you're not going right. to take action. <laughs> right. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. And I've worked with people, um, especially people who might have like an ADHD and yeah. when they're, they're dealing with paper and they, they have told me professional people, if it's in a box and it's flat on my desk, I will not see it. I will yeah. not pay attention to it. So I have designed systems and it's, it mimics the same system where we actually put strips of pegboard on the wall and everything, instead of it, their action files being in a, in an accordion folder or in a, a file that's flat on their desk, it's visible, almost like clothing on a clothesline, but everything is like pinned up visually. So for some people that would drive them nuts looking at a wall that had paper all over it, but for other people that's so helpful. And so it's just interesting to me as I work with different people, what it's really about is figuring out the way their brain works or the way your brain works, and then seeing how that system could adapt to the way that your brain works. Because you're right, if the system doesn't work for you, if a closed file is going to be something you completely ignore, then you, you can't do that, right? You've got to find yeah. a way to have it open and visual and visible so that you actually use your system. Yeah. So I, not- I do the same thing with people in the digital space, right? Like they're using, they have a project management tool that we've set up and we've created it, but it's not like in their face. So they're not using it. So we'll set up a way for Google to like auto pop open their tabs because then they have to see it. So then that's going to prompt them to actually use that. But that I don't have to do that for a lot of people. A lot of people, once we get the system set up, they're ready to go, but they are people that process things differently. And they're like, no, I need it to be in my face. <laughs> like, I if love it does that. not pop up, I am not going to use it. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to make it pop up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it's, that. It's, everyone has different ways of taking in information, which in this day and age, it's like information overload in the digital mm-hmm. space, the paper space and everywhere. So it all comes down to simplicity and what Rose teaches. <laughs> like less 
is more. And I have the same motto when it comes to business systems and everything in the digital space too. So, um, do you have a like last minute tip or a favorite simple productivity hack that you want to share? Anything else you want to share with everybody? Well, one thing that I would tell people is to just start. And I know that that's advice that people hear all the time, but people listening to this might think, oh my gosh, that sounds great, but I'm so overwhelmed. Just start. If you can't bring yourself together, all of your paper together, just start with one pile. Yep. Raft that one pile, do it for five minutes and and just be done with it at five minutes. Because I think when, when we let it go, it just is going to continue to build. And if gathering it all together and trying to do it at once is overwhelming to you, just start. Raft what, whatever comes in the mail today, yep. whatever your kids bring home from school today, whatever lands on your desk at the office today, try that raft method with just the current paper coming in. And you're going to start to build that habit of dealing with paper as it comes in. So just start and don't let yourself feel overwhelmed. Start small and work your way up. Yeah, start small. That's, I mean, even when I did the in-home organizing, I'm like, okay, let's start with your one junk drawer. Like, let's just start there. Yeah. (laughs) And I would tell people like, because then you see the results of that and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And it pushes you to move forward and do it again and again. So add that five minutes into your calendar every single day and go do one pile at a time until it's over. Right. Um, and I, I think it's the same thing in business and life and everything. So, and it is that muscle that you have to build. I mean, even me, like I can tell when I've had a crazy hectic week because my mail starts piling up. I'm like, yeah, I should probably take care of that. (laughs) So even, even organized people have these things come up, especially in different seasons of life. So absolutely. And you have some really awesome courses and resources and all of that good stuff. So where can everybody find you? And if you want to tell us a little bit about your course or your, your resources that you have available. Sure. So I have a spring decluttering challenge course coming up. It's a six week challenge. And what we do is we declutter your entire home in six weeks. And it does include a week on paper. So if what I talked about today really (laughs) resonated with you, you may want to sign up for it. We're going to deal with your bathroom, your clothing, your kitchen, your paper, shared spaces that you may share with partner or kids and storage spaces, which includes memorabilia. So it's six weeks. We have a challenge every week. It's taught live, which makes it different from some other courses out there. You will see me live on Zoom every Sunday night. You will have a Facebook group where we do a before and after contest every week. There's a lot of interaction. There's a lot of energy and a lot of accountability because I think when people are decluttering, that's really what we need is we need somebody holding us accountable. So it starts in April. It starts April 5th and the registration opens March 27th. So if you want to get on the waiting list for the registration so that you know you're the first to know when registration opens, you can go to uh, bit.ly forward slash rose dash wait, W-A-I-T wait, like the waiting list. So bit.ly forward slash rose dash wait and get yourself on the waiting list for that course. And if you want any of my other information, my resources, or you want to learn more about my speaking, you can go to my website and that's roselounsbury.com. That's R-O-S-E. L-O-U-N-S-B-U-R-Y.com. And of course there you can also find out how to follow my social media and all that good stuff. Yeah. Where do you hang out the most social media wise? 
I probably hang out the most on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group that's really active. My yeah. Facebook group is called Minimalism is Fun. And so you could go, you could search for that on Facebook and get in my Facebook group. And we do little mini challenges and questions. And that's a really active place as well um, to hang out with me. Awesome. And obviously we will do all the links and things in the show notes for that so you guys can go follow her. Rose, thank you so much for coming on. It has been so much fun chatting about paper and systems and simplicity and all things minimalism definitely everybody go be sure to check out rose and and go check out her resources thank you so much Brittany. it's been awesome yeah and as always guys uh we very much appreciate any kind of reviews and shares that you give us because we want to get this out to everyone so that everyone can manage their paper and their systems and simplify their life so thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time